Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. So the Bad Batch may have saved Prince Sizor, who then later tries to fucking kill all these people. Princess well, Leia. that's not canon. Well, I know, but it's, we can make it canon. The Black Sun is, though. Yeah, you're right. That is true. Because they were in the Clone Wars. All right, well. But yeah, that, so that's pretty cool. Now that we made sure we got rid of any new listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Who's who's new listeners? What is the point of this show? Like, imagine I think about this a lot. Imagine if we had to pitch this show to like someone. Uh-huh. It's like, I don't know. Uh, go listen to like 40 of the old ones. And if you like it, then you'll like the show. <laughs> you know, like we're not very uh, inc- we're not very like literally we started this episode being like, so you're getting married. Like other <laughs> listeners like, I don't even know who the fuck these two guys are. You know? Yeah. Somebody's going to be like, oh, look, a podcast about Akira. Let's go. <laughs> And then fucking an hour in, we're like, uh, I don't know. I don't I don't think uh Corella's gonna be good. <laughs> oh crap, we gotta record this podcast thing. Oh shit, it's the nostalgic point. A podcast with Patrick and Rick. We like movies, TV, and games. The Bluetooth box for God's sake. Wow, 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 wow. Oh shit, it's starting. <laughs> Squeal, squeal, nostalgic run. How are you, buddy? Podcast, yo. I'm fantastic. Good, that's great. Thank you for asking. Well, thank you for telling me, bud. Now I'm contractually obligated. Oh yeah, I like that. You know, moms are contractually obligated to give birth. What? Oh, it depends on how far. Oh, apart. contractionally. Yeah, I get yeah. that. That's fun. Uh-huh. There it I is. Thought, I thought it was like a fucking te- new Texas law thing you were referencing. Uh-uh. Oh, boy. How's it going, man? How's your brain? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> good. Fantastic. Bad Sorry. My brain was somewhere else trying to make a all my exes live in Texas joke. Yeah. It has something to do with the fact that and they all have kids. <laughs> all my that's, exes live in that's Texas. That's why I live in Tennessee. All my exes live in Texas and their reproductive rights have been taken away. <laughs> That's a good song. Oh, my, my exes, exes live in Texas, Texas. and the reproductive, reproductive rights are have been away. taken away. Allison in. Wait, what is it? I wish I knew uh-huh. that. Galveston. God. Galveston. Galvatron. Allison in Galveston. And get an abortion. Shit, did you by the way? Here's a here's a should have saved this for the trending topics, but Uh-oh. uh wait, yes, our, definitely save it then because we are going oh. to need it. <laughs> ah fuck it, I'll burn it. See our boy old Brian Arginella just had a birthday. Wow! Happy I, birthday, Arginella. I saw it on the Facebook. I didn't get a chance to say anything. I was just well, saving it for look the at top us of now. this show. Yeah, saying it right now. Selling uh, toys. Now, this might be a little a secret peek behind the curtain to what day we're recording, but somebody else has a birthday. Gideon Hamlet. Oh, shit. Right? That old fuck bag. That son of a bitch is turning 35 today while we're recording. Yeah, I sent him a really sweet text today yeah. or something. I'll paraphrase my own text. Please, would you? But it was like, uh, well, I can tell that your birthday is on the same day. As National Donut Day, because you're the sweetest boy I know. Oh, happy that's birthday, Getter! It was that's, along those lines. That's real. We have a very similar brain. Because I sent him a text that says, "Hey, I can tell your birthday is whatever you fed fuck." 
<laughs> he's looking good. He's looking trim. He we, looks great. We were just we, over at his house for the we barbecue. We hung out like in real life, like yeah. people. God for the first damn. time ever. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, I we, mean, we, we were all in our bubbles. Oh, yeah. We were in our pods. That's for sure. Yeah. Like uh, Gyllenhaal. Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Not Maggie. They should have done Bubble Girl with Maggie. That would have been a good sequel. Yeah. Damn. Uh, pacifier just running around. That's one of those movies, uh, Bubble, Bubble Boy, Boy, that like was nothing to me. But for like people like two years younger than me, I think it was really important to them. How, how's it? How's this for a movie marathon? OK, you watch Bubble Boy. Yeah. Right. And then you watch the David Stern classic Bushwhacked. Wait, huh? David Stern, the NBA guy. Oh, <laughs> Daniel Stern. Mike Daniel Stern. Mike Dan- Stern. Boy, you don't know shit, man. You watch the Howard Stern classic. Yeah. Private parts. Private so parts. Here, we go. here we go again. Okay. Bubble boy. Bobby Bowie. Bushwhacked. Bobby and then Bowie. you top that off with the Harlan Williams. Rocket man. Rocket man. Now, why? Because is it because Harlan Williams is in one of those or what's the. No, they just feel <laughs> the same to the you. Same ish. What? Here's some movies that here's a here's a. Oh, this is a fun. Can this do we have segments? We have this, like parts, but. Segment. We can always add a segment, yeah, and, and then ditch it too. What about triple features? Right, like what you just said there. That's a <laughs> that's a triple feature. How about <laughs> Camp Nowhere? Uh, heavyweights, Wet Hot American Summer. Ooh, watch them in that order. All right. Yeah, I see right? what you're doing there. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Also, summer related. Summer's here. Feels like summer's here. Yeah, it's kind of like we're pitching our own DVDs, you know, <laughs> fucking swinging them off the roof. And Remember when they like just an... started like pairing up like DVDs like that? Yep. And they'd I be d- like, oh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle and Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you know, and some other movie. That's how I got. I got Teenage Stone Mutant Age. I got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one and mm-hmm. uh, the jo- Jonathan Taylor Thomas Pinocchio that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of wooden acting in that. Yeah. It's a uh, hard role to play, Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're not lying. I can tell by watching your nose. Uh, our friend. Isn't it weird that the guy that created Pinocchio? Capetto? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's got the word pedo in his name. Uh-oh. And he wants a little boy. It's also weird that they haven't stopped using that for pedometer. That they're still using the word like a pedometer is like a thing that counts your steps or something, right? Mm hmm. That there's still like things out there. Like every once in a while, you'll see a commercial for like pedometer, and you're like, right. whoa, what? You know what's crazy? Remember that show to catch a predator? Yeah. They caught all those predators. Not once did Chris Harris have to cover himself in mud. Oh, that's fun. Is that, have you done that on stage? Yeah, that was like that's year fun. one. Year uh, one, my shit was like 50% predator jokes. Do you do you know? Did you ever watch? Speaking of year one, did you ever see the the first season of oh. To Catch a Predator? Oh, we're gonna talk about year one. I was pretty excited. I know. I saw your face when I said those yeah. words together. Michael Triceratops. Did you see the? Have you? Did you ever watch the first season of To Catch a Predator? Not really. I've seen the highlights. It was fucked up because I don't know if you remember this, but it was catch and release. <laughs> so they'd catch them, and then they'd fucking flip them back in the water. They'd be like, okay, buddy, look at this. Look at this pervert. And then they'd let him go. <laughs> Give him his six pack of Zima and tell him to be on his way. 
Ah, it, boy. It, it's almost like they casted it because almost everybody <laughs> in that show looks yeah. like what I would think a fucking pervy pred would look like. Yeah, it was, they look like bubbles. Totally. Or like tiny guys that dress in hip hop clothes. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I you got me thinking. You were they, using you were using words that made comedy hit my brain. You know who was perfectly cast? Babe Winkleman. Babe <laughs> He's a fishing guy, like a fucking oh. Saturday morning fishing TV show guy. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. I I laughed a lot. I don't know, listeners. Maybe you can get in on this, Reem. I don't know if you can hear it, but. I'm sitting, I got the window open. There's a nice little uh, springtime summer uh, rainfall happening right next to me. Oh, I got my windows closed because I'm, comfy, uh, I'm, I'm comfy. worried about the audio quality content. Yeah, your street side. For I'm... our dozens. And dozens. <laughs> You've been watching the McAfee show. I almost stood up. Oh, uh, no, I was just doing The Rock. Oh, is that The Rock that does that? Yeah. Oh, he's, because... he's go for the millions. And millions. Oh, that's funny. On Monday Night Raw, which I always thought should have more dinosaurs on it, you know? Yeah. Pat McAfee show does that, and I just thought it was from them, but they're probably just referencing Steve yeah. Stone Cold. Same reason he cuts his sleeves rock. off his shirts. The, muscles. Uh, I, I like that when you you know a thing, but you know it. You don't know it from the thing. You know it from the next thing, you know? Yeah. Like uh, my friend Cassida in, in college, my roommate who disappeared. We have a big nobody- year for Cassidy's. Oh yeah, they're back every eighteen years. Well, speaking of eighteen years, I ain't seen this fucker in a decade, and no, nobody knows where he is. Nobody knows what happened to him. You can't Google him either. But he, uh, uh, he one time was he was mad. He was pissed off because he loved the TV show Entourage, and there was an episode of the. <laughs> hey, Office. we all went through that phase. I know. I was right there with him on the couch watching it. Yeah, but he, he had was, a lot of growing up left to do. You know, he was pissed off because there's an episode of The Office where Michael gets obsessed with the entourage and then Michael says, let's hug it out, bitch. And I remember Cassidy being like, this is fucked up because now people are going to start saying that, thinking they're quoting the office when that's, that's entourage, baby. Brother. <laughs> yeah. What about the Simpsons for that? Oh yeah. And the things? amount of pop culture references. Yeah. In the Simpsons. Yeah. That we didn't get. Mm-hmm. That we also internalized. Yeah, it's like eight. It's weird. I oh uh, god. Uh, well, speaking of the what the fucking premise of the show is, I watched Nostalgia. The, you know, well, like the the this segment. Uh, what have we been up to? I watched my dinner with Andre yesterday. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen this? <laughs> no. It's one of those things that it's first off. It's what's his name, right? I, I'll never remember his name. Wallace Sean. Wallace Sean. And then another... the idea of me ever remembering yeah. Wallace Sean's name yeah. is Patrick. Questionable. Inconceivable. Well, buddy, I'll tell you what. About a, an hour and 35 minutes into that movie, his character says inconceivable. And I almost came like I was. It's great. I absolutely loved it. It's just two dudes. They're playing themselves, but it's like they're playing fictionalized versions of themselves. And it's an actor and a playwright having a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. At a restaurant. They go to a restaurant and they're just talking. And it's, I loved it. 
But it was so surreal because I've seen it parodied so many times in things like The Simpsons and Tiny Toons and Animaniacs and, and just every co- community did a whole episode about it. And it's like, it's so weird when the thing that you've already seen parodied to death actually holds up and is as good as what it is better. It I, blew me away. I loved it. Loved it. Hell yeah. And it's nothing. It's literally two actors sitting at a table in 1981 having this existential wild conversation. I would I I agree with one of them. And then after a couple of minutes, I'd be like, well, no, I can't. the other one would question him. And I'd be like, no, I kind of like this. It felt like a pair. It felt like they were satirizing Rogan or something. But it, it was 40 years ago. You know what I mean? Hmm. Fantastic movie. Um, but I, nice. yeah, I watched that. I watched that. What, uh, you you watch anything, brother? I watched uh, a decent little documentary on Amazon. I watched uh, called Chris Claremont's X-Men. Yes, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's really good and fun, especially for not, you know, we're the same boat. We're not like comic, mm-hmm. like comic culture. Yeah. Is obviously like very like foreign. So uh, it pretty much covers his run with the X Men. And if people aren't familiar, he's pretty much the guy that made the X Men and then handed him off in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Grudgingly Kirby, Kirby like, and Stan Lee created them. And then they were just kind of like a generic comic book team. And then when he got into comics when he was like 18 or something, yeah, he got handed the keys of the castle to this fledgling story this got to do whatever he wanted and and then from like 67 or whatever until 1992 just had the greatest run of comics you know yeah all the stories from the movies is all everything everybody knows yeah is is x-men is him basically yeah it's fantastic um great that's a great documentary i'm glad you saw it yeah and it's really cool all of the behind the scenes stuff because Mm -hmm. uh they're interviewing just like all the random people like the editor and just like hearing how people have to fight for stuff is pretty cool. And yeah. just, uh, and how everything has changed in the industry about how now that was before all the image guys broke off too. So he didn't ha- like, it, it's like his work, but it got too big. So they took it away from him. That was yeah. cool. You know, I, I you know, just it. keeping it more. Yeah. That's the movie that, and I, I pitched this to Dan Umpton as something I think he should write. I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I, he liked the idea. I don't think he took it. But I think the, after I watched that documentary, and maybe I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I think a very a good prestige television show could be made out of Mad Men style, but it's the Marvel offices in the 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah. I think, the just and from watching that show and seeing all those stories and apparently there's a book all about that time too and just seeing not not even the correct characters but seeing them coming up with all that stuff and then also partying in the office and all the shit that was going on at the time doing lsd and shit like that and yeah. finishing books at the at the, you know minutes before they needed to be printed and stuff um i think that'd be a good show that's great i love that you saw that yeah and, so that was good what's your name and desenta and desanta she's really and neasenta she's a, one of the writers and editors who's really great in that too in that documentary too yeah it's really cool all of the younger oh, creators yeah. that who, they interviewed like, throughout to it them. too mm-hmm. yeah so comics yep. are comics are interesting like that and again like you know like you said we don't know we're not in we're not dan umpton but 
it's interesting because comics have been so much where you can do them from anywhere. So like great can be great comic yeah. writers might live in fucking Manitoba, but they could write and they could animate or whatever they they pencil, whatever they did and then send it through FedEx. And so today the comics world is such a different, large, diverse thing. Yeah. Um, it's not only so, that, so interesting. like you have all the people like us, like we talk about, we're not experts or anything, but mm-hmm. you know, we could definitely talk off somebody that doesn't know anything's ear about all of the comic knowledge that we have just from YouTube videos. Oh yeah. Cartoons and fucking movies. I've been watching this great fuck. What's it called? Not rebirth. It's, it's some series, Marvel yeah, series. We're like lore whores. I've been watching this Marvel series of comics where they're telling, talking about karma comics where it's, um, uh, it's basically, uh, the Marvel universe, but Captain America was never unfrozen. Mm-hmm. So because Captain America was never unfrozen, unfrozen caveman lawyer, it, it's because of that. So many things never happened. Right. And, and so instead it's basically, it's like a, what if type thing, but there's a whole other roster of comic book heroes. And they're very similar to the justice league. Like there's a speed guy, there's a Batman type and, and stuff. And I think that's really cool. I've been listening to like, you know, comics explained. Tell me about that comic. Sick. Yeah, that's really good. Um, anything else, brother? You've been doing anything else? Won a fifth straight national title Look at in you my first the, year back with the Jayhawks. Yeah, with the Jayhawks, and it was tough too because I lost that game early against Notre Dame. Yeah, you know, so there's no playoffs because who'd you play? Did how Notre Dame turn out? Well, let me get there. Let me get Ooh. there. I, I'm painting the story here. Sorry about that. You know, it's 2013, so there's no playoffs. You either yeah. make it to playoffs. The yeah, there's you either make it to the playoff, the championship game, yeah, or you get stuck in a consolation bowl game. Yeah, and uh, got my feet under me. Went into championship weekend. I was the number four team in the country. Oh, playing number three TCU in the championship. Really? Notre Dame finished the season number one undefeated only team in the land and then ohio state was ranked number two going up against number eight iowa oh wow! so i took care of my business beat the crap out of tcu and then the hawks came through for the jayhawks Mm -hmm. they beat ohio state put me in the national title and i beat notre dame for my fifth straight title what fucking rules man yeah I I, i think i'll stick around see if i can't win seven titles which would yeah. break, which would ba- break Bear Bryant's record. That's funny because that's like I'll stick around one more year or whatever. That yeah. was my plan with Retro Bowl. Remember when I was playing Retro Bowl like yeah. crazy, and then I ended up winning twenty fucking Super Bowls but, with the Chiefs. You know, I I play like a sadist and I like to lose, and it, yeah. I had like eight years of nothing, like nine or eight years with only two bowl wins. Yeah, and then all of a sudden my team has shown up. And won five national titles in a row. Sounds like you're talking about my New York City stand-up record. Eight yeah. years of nothing. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Congratulations. Well, we gotta on stop that. doing all those nihilist open mics. Yeah, that's right. Um then, I'm uh, more I'm more of a Frazier guy, you know that. Uh, that's about it for me. Watch some more Modoc. That's fun. Yeah, that's been fun. I I I Finish Rick and Morty. Uh, yeah, new season's coming this I month. Know, I saw that. That's awesome because I just finished it. That's always great when you get Jump into in. a show like that. And then it's and immediately th- right there. Yeah, that's yeah. how it was for uh, 
when I fell in love with Lost, you know, knocked out the first two seasons and then was ready there for season three with everybody at the grill out. Yeah. Like, this is it, bros. Lost. It's back. I had to wait four weeks. Yeah. Who the fuck is this guy? Who's in? No, he was in a, a hot air balloon. See you in another life, brother. Brother, not Penny's boat. What was the joke I, I used to try to do? Not have you, pen, yeah, not, not Penny's hand. Not Penny's hand. I don't know why I thought that was funny. Because you watched Lost. Have you yeah, but rewatched Lost ever? Uh, not really. I heard it's even better. I think so. I rewatched the pilot not too long, like on a plane. I think maybe like a couple years ago. Bad and call. loved it. Loved it. Oh yeah, yeah you're right. It wasn't on a plane. I have seen the pilot up. to Lost way too many times because I had the first season on DVD. Yeah. And that was one of the like, well, I'll just rewatch this and then you fall off. I don't do this with Lost, but I now what I do with Sopranos is I'll just go on YouTube and be like Sopranos best scenes. And I'll just watch those videos. Yeah. On fucking repeat, you know? Yeah, because I love I, I felt I loved going back to it on our Lost episode. Yeah, like, uh, I can remember one time i was back in iowa and my brother was in the middle of re-watching lost oh yeah so i caught like three episodes and That's they cool. were all amazing i want to if i ever do rewatch it i'm going to be most interested in that space travel season the season where Time travel i mean no i don't know what season it's the season where you learn about like jack being a drunk doctor yeah and where he got his tattoos yeah because i was that was the season i watched while working at blockbuster <laughs> And so, like, I would have to stop and help customers during it. So I missed oh, some of that. Bastards. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I, I started playing a game that everybody loves. Everybody. All my friends t- won't shut the fuck up about it. It's called Hollow Knight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good one. I yeah. have it on the uh, Game Pass. Yep. I bought that the other day, and I'm, I'm trying to play it. I've been watching uh, 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 the run-throughs, walk-throughs and stuff yeah, to try to tough, get help. It's a tough one. Yeah, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing because I don't know games, so I'm just walking around. Um, and then also it's on a classic our, like Metroidvania. Yeah, on our Switch, um, they just added uh, uh, Mario Kart. The Super Nintendo Mario Kart got added to the Super Nintendo, uh, uh, whatever you call it, app on the, the Switch. So I've been playing Mario Kart. Nice. First time, first time ever, really in my life, I ever played Mario Kart. It's been fun. Nice. Well, yeah. that's probably why you like the Super Nintendo version, mm-hmm. because you if you don't have much of a background with other Mario Karts, that that would be good. But yeah, uh, it hasn't aged the best when you have uh, the others compared yeah. to pretty much anything after 64 is better. 64, 65, 66. Yeah. 67. Remember when we did a Nintendo 64 episode? We did yeah. 64 bits. 64 bits. That was fun. Oh, what a god damn. What a good time. Yeah. And then Disney retconned the entire canon. Yeah. 196 or <laughs> although we've come to the trend of the show. Still, I can't let go. It's, it's a, a nostalgia podcast. <laughs> Trending topics. Topics. Oh boy, I'd like to do the faux thing where we're like, "Wow, first try!" But boy, we did a <laughs> bunch of those, and that's the best we got. <laughs> uh trending topics, man. Yeah. 
How are you? What do we got? What do we do? Oh doing? man, fucking loved Loki, bro. Loki, my I new favorite show. I can't say low key about it. Uh, low key, more like high key. Yeah. <laughs> right. Best um, pilot episode I've ever seen. Probably since Lost. Yeah. Best thing Owen Wilson's done since fucking uh, Drill Bit Taylor. That's for wow. goddamn sure. Wow. Uh, that, this, this is Owen Wilson meeting God. Wow, you live on a cloud. Wow. Whenever people do impressions of Owen Wilson, I'm uh-huh. always like, yeah, that's what we all pretend like Owen Wilson sounds. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, bad batch shit. <sighs> we finally episode. found out. Yeah, we know now. Fucking baby Yoda. I can't believe it. <laughs> Is Illusers. Omega's cousin? Omega. Yeah. Omega. Wrecker killed everybody. Hey, ask me if I think Omega is a bad character. Hey, do you think Omega is a bad character? Nur. <laughs> uh boy, that's fun. Uh, so listeners, fucking, we're recording early this week. So yeah, on short a, notice, not a lot of trending topics actually have happened yet. Stuff usually drops in the weekend. Uh, so is Loki come out this week? Yeah. Fuck, man. I didn't know that. Dude, we don't um, get a breather from Disney ever again um that's cool well, yeah. uh, i watched something on disney the other let's night let's see we had uh cruella yeah Ugh. i tried to watch it but i got spotty reception that's fun um i don't like it because i have a hard time getting into the style that, that it's in mm-hmm. that what's it called uh dalmatian <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm glad you left that was a hard one to get out uh, she lives a life of eternal Dalmatian. Cruella Ville, more like Cruella the asshole. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, are there movies coming out? Are we, fuck me. I got, yeah, what, let me go what, to IMDb. What about Darren Patterson's page? His Facebook had nothing. Like, literally. Shut the front door. It was stuff. He has stuff, but nothing that's like all that interesting. Well, I mean, fucking... Aaron Rodgers got traded. That's oh, yeah. exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Where's Aaron at now? White Sox. Oh fuck yeah, he's gonna do. Uh, he's gonna play uh, third base, right? Yeah, buddy. The other night I was playing the show, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, I did the thing. Well, I, I did the thing it's that I a big show. I did the thing that I do too often, where I because I don't ever pitch, right? I I let the computer pitch. Yeah, but then I know. You still have to like, you still have to like change pitchers if they're tired. And fucking, I'm up eleven to two, going into the ninth inning, and I forget to switch my pitcher, and then I lose, fucking thirteen to eleven. Well, you know, if it's regular season, I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, it is, and it's it'll be fine. Uh, so from Darren's page, Tiffany Haddish to star in produce a biopic of Olympian. Uh, she's an American Idol, right? Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. No, she's a comedian. Oh. She's great. She's a good comedian. Very funny. She's in Tuca and Birdie. She's one of the voices on that, which oh. is really good. Um, Speaking of Tuca. Thank you. You ever heard of these two cans? Yeah, I've heard of them. Sam? Yeah. Birds? Here's a th- here's the thing. Here's how you know. Toucan Sam, along with Dr. Fauci, is a total fraud. What is this? Why do you keep texting me about Fauci? What do you do? He's a fraud. His emails got leaked. The secrets are out. Is he the guy that said that uh, when his emails got leaked, that he said that uh, 21 Jump Street and Men in Black were going to be a crossover? 
<laughs> Do you remember that when the Sony yeah, hack tweet happened? that, dude. Do you know about the Sony? I just hack? read the Fauci emails. I can't believe they were going to make a <laughs> 21 Jump Street Men in Black crossover. I'm going to tweet it. Yeah. Um, it's, do you remember when that uh, happened? Yeah. That happened because of that Seth Rogen movie. Yeah. That's fucking nuts, man. Uh-huh. Speaking of Seth Rogen, here, here's how you can date when we recorded this. McLovin turned 40 today. Are you fucking serious? Uh, the age on a fake ID. Yep. Oh, oh, wow. I wonder how old he is. I'm going to look it up. Boy, I love that we have the internet for this podcast. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if we had to do this podcast without with no internet? Yeah, we'd have to give down? tapes away. Be like, here, listen to my podcast. Buddy, when the grid goes down, we're just going to have to hope that the Kazis and like the Arginellos just stand on. Uh-huh. Like, go to, we're going to have to stand on like a truck and they're just going to have to hopefully be near us. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't hear the word grid without thinking about NWAIDS. Oh, geez. Yeah. The old days. <laughs> um, just read Fauci's emails. All of them? That didn't take long. Just read Fauci's emails. I can't believe there it is. they want to make, they want to do a men in black slash 21 jump street <laughs> crossover. Also, Here's my big gripe with yeah. the men in black. Like, why do they call themselves the galaxy's defenders yeah. when they really only care about Earth? Well, I was under the impression that they're all over. You know what I mean? They're like everywhere has them. We're just only learning about mm-hmm. these ones, you know? By men in black. But a fucker, Patreon, stop emailing us. I just got an email from Patreon. Don't email us unless people are giving us money. I don't oh. want an email that's like, hey, how? what do you think of the new feature? I think it needs to give us money. <laughs> don't email us unless you're telling me that we yeah. have more money. Um, okay, so how old do you think Christopher Mintz Plaza, who played McLovin, how old do you think he is today? Um, well, let's see. Uh, I think the movie came out in, I'm going to say, 2006. Okay. So he'd have been 17 then. So 1990 is he's a 1990 boy. So he's 31. Buddy. By okay, Madden. you're wrong and you're right. Okay. Yes, he is 31. But he was 1989, and you're right by 17 days. <laughs> Damn. June June 20th is his June 20th, 1989. I just know he was underage and a minor in uh, when they did the movie. Oh, really? You mean like, to, I heard what? that his mom had to be in the room during the uh, sex scenes. You mean like during like Iron Ore or like what? What? He was a minor? Yeah. Okay. There it is. All right. During okay. All we're just going to keep doing Buddy. each other's first year <laughs> jokes. That what we're doing now? Oh, hey, you're the one that brought up NWAs, dude. What's that? Why don't you... Start fucking the stigmata holes in your hand, Jesus boy. Buddy, I can't tell you. In the middle of quarantine, like in the worst of it, like in fucking whatever we'd call it, like maybe last June, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I'll find something in these old videos of these sets that'll be fun to prove. And like, I watched some of those and I was like, I'm going to, I think I might commit suicide. <laughs> like, yeah. I think I might jump in front of a truck. Dude, I had a homeless chunk. Yeah, man, we all went through it, dude. We all had some issues. Uh, 
I had a good solid like two minutes making fun of homeless dudes. I'm afraid to even think about some of the jokes I was trying at open mics back in 2011 because yeah. I'll get canceled, you know, like thinking about them. I'm like, oh, no, maybe people will hear my thoughts. Sadly, Madison has a pretty bad homeless problem. And uh, my first like night in Madison, one of the guys going up before me did some tasteless homeless material. Yeah. And a homeless guy walked in from outside and was like, hey, that's not cool. Oh, that's good. Time I just was going to go up next and I burnt all of that material right then and there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, yeah, boy, we what a long journey we've been on. Yeah. <laughs> what a long, strange trip. Uh, let me see. I'm going to see what movies come out this week. We'll just talk about that. Sorry. Hey, listeners, I apologize. <laughs> Sorry if this one sucks shit. Yeah, we got a family emergency. Tell them to fucking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a family emergency. So we're recording early. Uh, this is a free podcast. Yeah. And if you do give yeah. us money, you know, well, we'll get you next. You know time. what you were paying for in the first fucking place. All right. How does it not? IMDb.com. Why don't you tell me what's coming out soon? What's coming out in theaters? A Quiet Place. We talked about that. Oh, In the Heights comes out very soon. Oh. Uh, when does it come out? June 11th. That's next week. Um, I'm very excited for that. The, oh, The Conjuring is coming out. Have you watched any of these Conjuring movies? No. Oh, I watched like the first 20 minutes of one of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, if a horror movie doesn't have gore in it, I'm kind of out on it. Al? Out. Oh, I think you meant Al Gore. The Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife. Oh, yeah. Saw a Subway ad for that. Subway ads are back, baby. I finally know what <laughs> yeah. the fuck is going on in the world of entertainment for mm-hmm. once. I had an entire year where all I knew was that last Christmas and Mad About You already came out. Yeah. Picard, I know about this shit. Buddy, speaking of Picard, one of the just, I mean, we've already talked about that show and how like it's issues and how it's good, but it it's not great or whatever. But what a swing and a miss that their, their second season that's coming out soon is the big thing is about Q. They're bringing Q into it. Huh. Of, of all times in history yeah, you to maybe that, not like, do a story about Q. Yeah. Ugh. Picard's got to stop him from fucking raiding the Capitol. Yeah. Like, it's I'm it's so surreal that they're like, of all the baddies in the fucking Star Wars or Star Trek universe, and the producers and creators are like, well, let's do something with Q. Well, don't you think maybe it's not at the right time since, you know, all these fucking people believe this crazy thing that's also called Q, and they're like, nah, that's fine, we'll do it. Just feels out of touch. Oh, here's a trending topic. Mm-hmm. USFL's coming back. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Oliver Luck doing it? Too many of these fucking things, man. Come on, get out of the way. Because the great one, The Rock, is coming in. Mm-hmm. And he's bringing some CFL. And he's going to kick down the door of fucking spring football. It feels to me kind of like, I, I don't understand the stock market. You know, I don't know how any of that stuff works. But like it feels oh, I, do, I know how it works. AMC yeah. was skyrocketing. Everybody was supposed to hold. And my wife, future wife at least, she sold her AMC. Can you believe that? Shit. We have stock in Slack. The the <laughs> website the web or the like messenger Slack, you know? Oh yeah. That's like the only thing we have stock in. I don't know any of this stuff. Stacy told me when when what's it yeah. called? Remember if, Robin Hood when all that yo, went down? I was if, like talking to her about it. She's like, well, we have Robin Hood. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? If 
I paid a tenth of the attention mm-hmm. to the stocks. Yeah. That I do the stocks of players and fantasy football. Yeah. I'd be fucking Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I don't know how they all work, but the, 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 the starting of a USFL or whatever, mm-hmm. the AAU, all these different football leagues, it all just feels like it's some weird get quick, get rich quick scheme that then they leave and then like the actual people well, at least no- USFL's got a good TV deal. That's what it all comes down to. Is, is Trump still involved? Money. No. Ugh. No, they want to actually like make money. Are they distancing themselves from him? Or yeah. Are they going to play it up? Cuz wasn't he didn't he own the league before in the 80s? Yeah. And did that happen? And then he ruined it. And Herschel Walker, right? And like John Elway and all those guys had something to do with it. Or John Elway, Kelly, Kelly, Steve Young, Reggie White. Yeah. Were like the biggest guys. Yeah. That's why Irving Fryer went number one overall in that draft, even though he wasn't that good. It's really interesting uh, how the NFL had to try and draft that year. Yeah. Considering uh, the USFL was just showing up and being like, hey, Steve Young, you want to make. $30 $30 million more yeah. playing for us. Well, that's what's happening in basketball right now. I don't, maybe, we, maybe we've talked about this. Oh, that's news. Well, like Coach, Europe is poaching yeah. news with a shitload of money. Coach K, the, the, the coach from, uh, that's news. That's trending topics. Yeah, Good. Speaking of Coach, coach K. K. Oh, yeah. He's retiring. Fuck he's him. retiring. And the Celtics coach who hasn't done fuck all. Right. He is now going to be the GM. Isn't it weird? That his name was Tony uh, was Tony Kukoc and not Tony Ku player. That's fun. Uh, the uh, now I'm sure you're brokenhearted. Your your Knicks got knocked out. Yeah, well, you know it was a fun run. Happy to dance. You like know, the episode of the Julius Office. Julius and the boys will uh, ha- yeah. have an. I I just like seeing Derrick Rose. It seems like anytime the Knicks get good, they add a couple of old guys that I'm yeah. familiar with. So it's kind of like all right. I I get down on this. I didn't know. I I don't fall because, you know, I missed so many years of the NBA. Like this was this blew me away the other day because I literally other than when the Spurs were in the championships, I was missing. I was not paying attention. And so it blew my mind the other day. Grant Hill. Right. Remember Grant Hill? Yeah. He was still playing in the NBA after I moved to New York City. Yeah. He retired in 2013. That fucking blew my goddamn mind. Yeah. I thought he retired like in 2006. Obey your thirst. Yeah. God, it was crazy. And and like Derek I thought Rose, it was weird how he had that flat top when yeah, he was at he, Duke. I loved him, man. I thought Grant Hill looked like like cool as shit when I was a kid. Uh also I didn't realize that Derek Rose had already been on the the Knicks once. Cuz like he was the star at oh, in yeah. Chicago and then he got kept getting hurt and then he bounced around a bunch. Kind of came back in in Minnesota. Went to Detroit and now he's back with the Knicks and he's back with Thibodeau and they're fucking having a blast. Well, not it's, anymore. They're probably sad. They're sad right now, but I, oh boy, you know, they were, no one was expecting them to get no. to the playoffs on a, on a tear. Just like Memphis, Memphis wasn't expected to do shit this year and they, they got knocked out by the jazz, but boy, they were on a good run. Mm. You know, I think that rules. I like that when a team, it doesn't happen in football as much, maybe baseball. Cause I don't fucking know. But like 
when a team that's not supposed to do shit does okay, boy, that's a fun story. As opposed to a team that's supposed oh, to get crush that. and bomb. You get that. You get that plenty in the NFL. I guess like the Browns the, last year, the, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, the Buccaneers. That's different. I agree, but that's also kind of a the if if LeBron would have gotten traded to the right. Knicks and then they got to the players or, or whatever, that'd be one. The thing. Dolphins. Yeah. You're right. That's, there's fun stories abound. You're right. Um, but yeah, so I watched, I've been watching all that tonight. We'll find out if the Lakers are going to get bounced. If they do, it'll be the first time mm-hmm. since like 2009 that LeBron hasn't made it past the first or hasn't. Oh, yeah. It'll be the Crazy. first time he's, he's not even playing like washed. other than the year he was he's washed. That's a washed goat. That's right what there. everybody keeps saying, man. I don't understand. I don't. I don't know how how the bat. I don't know how the contracts work in the NBA. I don't get why they got rid of all these players last season. They were so good as a team in the bubble. Why did they get rid of Danny Green, Dwight Howard, and fucking Ronda? If they would have stayed, I think they would have fucking blown it away. I know that AD got hurt and LeBron got hurt, but oh, here's another current sports thing. Tell me, uh, you didn't happen to listen to the newest episode of flying coach did you what you mean our new favorite podcast flying coach with uh sean Uh, mcveigh yeah the one with cliff kingsbury cliff kingsbury yeah yeah talking about be getting a uh seat so that he could have instagram models yeah he had a man yeah also something fishy with those guys that he's like a european instagram model and then sean mcveigh's wife is from like or his fiance is from like romania I yeah, I think every, not very I mean, American, I'm, if you ask me. Well, no, I'm not trying to be like that. I just think it's weird when you're like, oh, this is my girlfriend. She's from uh, Slovakia. You're like, what the fuck? How'd you guys meet? Right. Especially when they're like, I love American football. Yeah, yeah. That's um, my Slovakian accent. Did you that story? Now, I don't know if this is even considered a podcast anymore. This is just us talking about it. I think we heard on a different podcast. But uh, that story about chain, having Roger Goodell text him <laughs> about the kyler murray stuff that, that he thought he it, lost his trade picks Mah- yeah so real quick cliff kingsbury the coach of the cardinals and sean mcveigh the coach of the rams right after cliff kingsbury got hired and mahomes all go out to dinner in la and kingsbury's nervous because he doesn't know the tampering rules in the nfl and he doesn't want to get in trouble yeah and in the middle of the meal Sean McVay had a friend of his. He changed his his friend's number in his phone to Roger Goodell. And in the middle <laughs> of the meal, that friend texted him, I can't believe you. I'm so disappointed. You guys are in so much trouble. And he just showed it to Kingsbury. And Kingsbury's like, I didn't know what to think. I just got fired two <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he lost his appetite then and there. I, also, it's hard crazy that like story him. of uh, when they won the suit. He was Kingsbury was on the 2003 Patriots. Mm-hmm. He was talking about winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they're all off in some island place, and he goes out for, like, a jog or something. Oh, yeah. And sees, like, fucking Tom Brady just all by himself doing weight-resistant stuff. Yeah, they, it was a wedding. I, I, I yeah. Maybe I misheard this. Maybe you're mis- misremembering it. I think that was recently. I think he went, I think it was a wedding they went to. And it was like, I think that was like this yeah. last summer. Well, either and way, they just... stayed up all night drinking, even Tom Brady. And then at 7 a.m., Tom Brady's out doing band, res- band resistance. Just the idea of 
what Tom Brady does. Like the yeah. myth of him where it's just like every goddamn second of his life is devoted to doing everything he can to be the GOAT. I swear to God, if Tom Brady like just put out a statement that's like, hey, I support trans rights and like denounce or something like that. Or if he's like, I fucking hated Donald Trump. And that was just yeah. I had to do that. I would probably love him. You know, he hasn't said anything either way. Yeah. Um. It's just it's so surreal. Uh, I, I Sean McVay is corny. He's very corny. <laughs> he's a fucking corny dude. But I do. It's hard not to like him on that podcast. He, and he's, he's very enthusiastic. Aware. And yeah, the guy, the other guy on there, the host, Pete, whatever. Pete, Pete Schrager. He was he's just from on, McAfee, right? He, I, I, he's not from the show, but he was just on. He's on the show sometimes. And he was just on it this week. Right. And he said that, um, on the show, he said that uh, the funniest part is the shit. Sometimes they'll edit it out and stuff like that. And he's like, he's like for that sideline story. I got fucking oh. 30 minutes on the podcast that we just dropped. It's just the two of them being like, oh, my God. And then do you remember that night when we were trying to go this way? And, and I get I get calls from this guy and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's it just makes me happy that they're not pieces of shit. Old asshole people like Belichick and stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, speaking of old assholes that uh and pranks the one pete carroll did to pete oh, Shrek. yeah yeah pete carroll the i Seahawks heard what you coach, said to me <laughs> went to this uh, some sideline reporter doing his first ever gig yeah. on the sideline he's like i heard what you said about me just like to fuck with him that's crazy uh well we can't fucking just re- rehash any more podcasts uh-uh. uh but uh i'm excited for more in the heights when it comes out yeah. I love that musical, and I think the movie looks very good. Um, now, have you seen the Hitman's Bodyguard? The poster for it in the subway. Oh <laughs> it, no, I haven't seen that either. I think it's I heard it of, was a romp. I think Casey McGowan loves it. Yeah, I, I think I heard he, it's one of those. Somebody told me that I somebody was telling me all about how good it was, and I think it was Casey. Kind of like just one of those smart enough movies not to take itself seriously. Yeah. Um well, I think that's and now, Reem, I did want to compliment you real quick because yeah. you look great. You're a snappy dresser. Oh, it's because all I wear is breakaway pants. The Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Kazi, Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammar Hole, Edward S, Joan, Emmett, Christina A, Hank Finch, Mike Haas, Brian, Sofing, Adam S, Shank. And listeners like you. All right. Well, it's time to talk about today's topic. It's right. Oh, wait. What's that? That's my uh, Australian accent. Oh, really? Because no one else in this fucking movie has one. They do, too. Just the goddamn. No. Both of the kangaroos do. Kind of. The The mom does. Well, we'll get into it. Christopher Robin doesn't. (laughs) <laughs> all right so we're gonna we, today we watched when we talked about it and now listeners this is gonna be a little we're not gonna go in depth this ain't no gleam in the cube episode okay no we're not gonna we're not gonna rip down the ins and outs i don't have a bunch of notes this was the perfect one for this anyways because it's a brisk 70 minutes yeah in and out just like meter and fucking we did it it was a weekday yeah and we were just like we gotta put something out it was either this or a rerun and or a know, rerun. We already and it, copped out on that shit. I got good notes. It might still be a rerun. 
So mm. let's see. Uh, I got a good feeling about this one. Okay, that's good. Now, okay, I got to ask you right away. Rescuers yeah. Down Under came out in what year? 1989? I think 90. 90? What was your experience with The Rescuers? Uh, None, really. Yeah. And I rented it once, Yeah, I think. But I don't remember even that. I just, uh, yeah, didn't know much about it. I've seen thing- it, but I think I've seen it once. The only thing I remember about the rescuers as opposed to this was I know that um, what's his fucking name? The boy, Bob Newhart's character. Yeah. Bernard looks different. He's like a a different. It looks like they just have a different animation style. Yeah. And I know they're in a swamp. Yeah. But it's supposed to be okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, well, an interesting thing about this movie to me. It really feels like I couldn't find anything like about the production or anything, but it really feels like a marriage like the between uh, like your 90s Disney. Yeah. Especially in like the animation style and stuff and uh, your 80s and 70s Disney where there's a lot more lighthearted, like fun, but not like critically great 70s 80s disney movies you know like fox and the hound aristocats rescuers robin hood like a lot of people like those i like them and they're Mm -hmm. great but they're definitely not the 90s type shit yeah and the walt disney like and and it it is that pre-disney renaissance that we always talk about so it's not tied in with those it's not little mermaid stuff Although, it came out after The Little Mermaid. It did, it but it came it's out not... between Mermaid and Beast. But it's it almost feels like they were just testing out their stuff for yeah. future stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this was before that sequel went crazy. They they went yeah. crazy with all their sequels, but it still kind of has that feeling. Even though I don't think I've ever actually seen The Rescuers, you know. Yeah. Um, but it does. Uh, it has a better Rotten Tomatoes rating than I expected. Really? Yeah. It, it's one of those ones. This is like a, uh, as far this might sound weird, but it's almost like a Disney's Iron Giant. Explain that. Where it uh, didn't do that well mm-hmm. in its initial run and may have gotten forgot about, but, uh, you know, 10, 15 years later, once people that grew up with it were able to discuss it mm-hmm. uh, online. Uh, it kind of built up a little bit more of a reputation as a result. I like that. It okay. Everything so, Disney is going to be huge, anyways. But yeah, it to me, if if it do, to me, it does not feel like a Disney movie. It, and I don't. I think I might. I don't know. Is did the Bluths have something to do with this? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, so this was after Bluths were out of out of yeah. Disney, right? It feels like one of those movies to me it feels like it's or like um i can see that too because there's now there's no music either yes there's no big sweeping music um i i literally so i had not seen this movie beginning to end ever regardless of what i said at the show on the show before maybe in the uh-huh. old canon i said i'd seen it which is interesting because like i said I, fun fact it's the first ever uh all cg feature film in history Oh, really? It's all computer animated? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy because I actually was one of that's one of the things I loved about it was how beautiful it looked. It didn't yeah. look, I didn't think it was CG at all. 
the whole thing is. Wow. It had um there's a scene but it's not like CG CG. It's still like their programs cell, doing their cells. The and computers everything. doing That's the animation it, cells. Like I said, it just feels like all right, we're gonna do this movie real quick and see what ha- see and, how we and do so it. we can build our tech. It's like learning. Everything. Yeah, it was like a, yeah. it was like a because like the when, VHS, yeah. especially kid market at the time, yeah. was fucking through the roof. Totally. You know, that the Bluth movies they were making their killing on VHSs. So you just pop this guy out real quick. So you can start production on Aladdin and shit like that. Uh, that what well, that's very interesting. I I like that that it was like the dry run. Um, yeah. so um, I like okay. So I had not seen it, so I started watching it today. Um, I'm gonna say that. Um, I don't want to say I didn't like it because I did enjoy it. Um, but I really thought I was going to like it a lot more if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I get that because I was watching this uh, with big nostalgia on yeah. it because this was one of my VHSs. Yeah. Like Short Circuit 2, Gremlins 2, Rescuers Down Under, Ninja Turtles 2, a lot of sequels. I was a yeah. sequel boy. but uh, so, And there were just scenes where I was like, oh, that just uh, never thought of, I haven't thought about that koala in 20 plus fucking years but uh here's how i think of it Mm -hmm. if you've seen it before and you watch it as an adult you're going to really enjoy it and also it the only way you can watch it as an adult without having prior experiences is like if you're watching it with a kid like there's Mm -hmm. enough stuff there and it's short enough that you could watch it with like a five-year-old you know especially like John because, Candy, but as opposed to the way I came out of Turtles Two, I hated her. I had I did not have a good experience watching Turtles Two again. Yeah, this movie I feel totally fine that I watched it. This movie you know? doesn't give you a chance not to like it. No, the, it's the fucking only... seventy-seven minutes long. Yeah, and you're five minutes into the movie, and the little boy is already riding a fucking eagle yeah. around. And that's the shit that I thought looked so good. I'm that yeah. is what blows my mind. That see that because when he's bouncing through those clouds that looks great now they do a really good job with scale and scope in this just with tiny mice giant australia a movie that is my like the kids that love this movie you know right and that this is like one of their favorite childhood memory movies there's a movie from 93 that i know i've spoke about on the podcast briefly called once upon a forest have you seen this Uh uh-uh so it's a 20th Century Fox movie and Hanna-Barbera produced with it. And it's called it, it, it's a basically a bunch of animals in a forest. The forest is uh, they're like putting whatever fucking some sort of a poison, maybe maybe to kill mole type poisons. And this little is it a bad is she a badger? What is she? Uh, yeah, a little badger gets really, really sick. And so they have to go get like the right amount of stuff to make the thing to make her not sick anymore. And it's great. And I loved it. And I got a lot of vibes when I was watching this. I was like, oh, it's a lot of the same ideas, a lot of the same rescuey themes. Yeah. But that was when I watched a bunch because I taped it off of like whatever TV, a- a- ABC Family or whatever. And so I loved that. And I wondered if that had movie, if I had seen this movie when I was eight years old, nine years old, I probably would have been obsessed with Rescuers yeah. Down Under instead. Yeah. As an adult, it's got. A handful of really clever scenes, mm-hmm. like 
I always get a kick out of mice using oh, yeah. uh, human stuff. Totally. To yeah. do stuff. I'm all you in. Know? It, I love that. It's all great. The problem might uh, not. I, I don't even want to say problem, but so the movie starts with uh, our boy. Um, he wakes up. He, he's not. What is the. Is it ever explained? And I just missed it. Why is he not fucking Australian? Um, because he has to talk through the entire movie. His mom is his mom's yeah. like, what's his name? Bino. It no. was dude. It was the nineties. You could just do that. Is his name Jake or Cody? What's his no, name? Cody. 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 That's his mom. But he just has an English American accent. Yeah. And then that kind of then wrecks the idea of like, well, if he has this accent and then the bad guy has an has an American accent as well. Yeah. Real the American. Poacher. Fucking George C. Scott. Yeah. So then it's kind of like, well, it takes you out of it a bit. Definitely. And then also like you, you other than the fact that they're calling it down under, it's not Australia. The, the, the visions are great. When it looks like Australia, it's great. Now, sometimes it just looks like the fucking Roadrunner and Coyote are going to pop by. But they do that on purpose. Is that on? Is that true? It, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That, it that's, looks beautiful. There's a couple of scenes where stuff is getting dropped into a ravine mm-hmm. from up high. Yeah. And there's a lot of Looney Tune moments in this. Joanna, the yeah. South. Uh, the, oh, Jesus. That's another one of the things is like, I don't know what I wanted it to. I don't know what they could have done to, to make it make me love it. But there's a lot of little things that they did that were too much. There's the whole scene, like three quarters of the way through where Joanna is like, like George C. Scott is like talking about the it all the ways. It's it's yeah. No, no. It's like he's got his lunchbox on the table. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, eggs in it. yeah. OK, OK. Maybe that's what the thing is. And that is just that goes on too long. It's like really, I thought that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. That felt like something out of Looney Tunes. It did, but in the middle of this narrative, an hour and a half in, or what not an hour and a half, but that's what three quarters of the way through the movie absolutely is. It's a lot of just random set, like there's random segments you can tell that they liked animating it and they're gonna do it long, especially like Josie. Uh, is absolutely like gotta be one of the most fun characters in the movie to animate, and you can tell. They're like, we got John Candy. We're yeah. paying for John Candy. We're going to find a way to have John Candy in this movie every third scene. Yeah, yeah. And the stuff with John Candy and the Dr. Mouse was, was, was pretty golden. I love that. See, that's the thing that's so weird is when you when you watch a movie, what is it, 70 minutes or whatever? Yeah. When you watch a movie that's this short and you're 20 some minutes in before you meet the title characters, that's I think that's great. Apparently, a lot of the knock on the first one, a lot of the knock on the rescuers is that it's very slow. Yeah, this is adventure heavy. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. But it is weird when I'm like, oh, wait, you mean you guys have had this John Candy Wilbur character the whole fucking time? And we're not yeah. we're just now getting to him 26 minutes in and then you're just going to shove him in my fucking face the rest of it. Um, Another thing that I thought was interesting was they talk about his brother Orville or his cousin, maybe. Yeah. Brother that's, so that's from the, the right, original movie. Yeah, the, he was played by uh, uh, this guy Jim Jordan, not the ridiculous uh, congressman, but by this the Fibber McGee. Do you remember Fibber McGee? I do not. I'd be a Fibber McGee if I said I had. Fibber McGee was like a uh, uh, 
old timey. Uh, favorite game, Molly. It was like a sitcom radio show, like in the '30s first, and then later it was a TV show. But he was like one of the main characters, so it'd be like he was voiced by like Lucy or whatever, Ricky Ricardo, basically. Like he was voiced by this beloved voice actor who died in 88 so they couldn't do him so then yeah. they replace him with john candy which is fantastic and then john candy dies just a few years later first role don't be an albatross in the fucking right. rescuers who was now, it's who also was, really interesting i know it didn't mess with me as a kid mm-hmm. but i wonder how many kids did get confused when it's the rescuers down under and it's mice trying to do all this heroic shit at the same time that Chippendale Rescue Rangers is on yeah. TV ten times a day. A lot of lot of rats rescuing us, but I like to think that we rescued the rats. It really does feel like it was made by committee. Now, when did Chippendale Rescue Rangers come on? Like eighty eight, eighty nine. Is it? Is it Chippendale? Like, it is interesting seeing this animation and then thinking that uh, just a couple years before they were doing uh, Oliver and Company. Yeah, Where you get a lot of you get a lot of good looking city stuff in this one. Yeah. Uh, the New yeah. York stuff is fucking crazy at the yeah. beginning when he jumps off that building. I was on the subway watching this during that, and I was like, this is fun. This is cool. Yeah. Um this the movie, like I said, the movie wastes no time. Cody wakes up, first mm-hmm. thing he does, grabs his knife, runs yep. out the door, and goes to meet up with I love how these Disney movies will do this too, where it's like certain animals can talk. Yeah. And we're just, and he's okay can't. with it. Yeah. And other ones can't. Mm-hmm. And know? it's just like, yes, that's, this is what happens. The yeah. size, that bird dog, <laughs> that bird comma dog. Yeah. Comma was fucking big. <laughs> what is the oh, deal yeah. with this thing? I don't know. Because like, and also the, there was a little fluctuation with his size because at one point, like he's standing next to its head and it's like head is like the biggest thing. And then later when he's riding it, you're like, okay, well that, okay, well his size is comparable. But <laughs> so I like when he gets tickled. The bird or? Well, anyways, Cody wakes up. Cody wakes up. Meets up with all of his Australian animal friends. In yeah, the they're of the Australian as shit. Yeah. Uh, Kanga's there, Rue's there. Yeah, kangaroo's like, uh, come on, Cody. Hey, Cody. This gotta eagle's go been it. captured. You got to go. So he goes, and it's in a fucking trap. He gets out his trusty knife, cuts it loose, then boom, majestic eagle flying, Cody yep. and the eagle. And there's a scene where the eagle is carrying him mm-hmm. with his talons yep. and tickles him. Oh, yeah, that is where it had been really funny if his guts just spilled out right then and there. <laughs> oh, God. And that's right. like if this bird did exist, it would be running shit. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> running shit. That uh-huh. just made me think of that. So anyways, sketch. <laughs> it was only a matter of time that Cody would run into our bad guy because yeah. our bad guy is a poacher and Cody just like runs around getting animals out of traps all day in the outback. Now, okay, so my, my thing was is Cody, when he saves the mouse, he doesn't realize that's a trap beforehand, right? He thinks uh-uh. he's helping that mouse. Yeah. And so he gets stuck in the trap. And the he's bed, kind of a badass. Like bed, when he yeah. cuts that bird out, he mm. scales a fucking 50. Yeah. <laughs> fucking There's like no cliff. sense of what's real or not. Yeah. 
there's like like kind of like you were saying how like some of the animals talk and and like to humans and they're he's like yeah. okay with it. There's like no um this world and maybe the first movie showed us this, so maybe that's why because it's a sequel. But there's no like, hey, okay, so here's here's what this universe is like. You're just thrown into it, and you're like, all right, this guy's gonna try to murder this boy. Fine, who cares? <laughs> we don't need to know more than that, you know? Yeah. It, it's that's why it was a perfect episode for tonight. Yeah, because it's a rip roar. It's a rip roar. Now, you're, like I said, you're 15 minutes in. That's almost a quarter of the movie. Mm-hmm. Boys abducted, and all of a sudden, the mouse that he saved gets away, and for whatever reason, there is a giant worldwide network of mice. Yep, that their job is to rescue. Mm-hmm. They're rescuers. Yeah. So, and uh, so, so they start. It becomes a big giant game of telephone. First, yeah. First thing is Australia Mouse goes to his buddy. His buddy stops eating dinner, jumps right on the fucking SOS, mm-hmm. and then there's a island in the middle of the fucking Pacific that picks up the signal. They relay it to Hawaii. Yeah, and then then there's a lab with a lot of mice, obviously wearing Hawaiian shirts. That are just waiting for this message. So it makes me wonder how often they are doing this. You know, this just is. To, I just got a. I just got a big piece of information. I'm. I have the IMDb trivia open. Yes. This movie was released the same weekend as Home Alone. Oh, that'll do it. No wonder this was a bomb. <laughs> that'll fucking do you in right there. Yeah. Got candy on candy crime. It's yeah. Halloween. Somebody. Like Somebody Halloween should have fight. rescued them. Yeah. Golly. With Howard Stern and Joe Pesci. Who could fuck with and the then, wet bandits? And then when the when it didn't do well the first weekend, Katzenberg, who was the head of Disney at the time, pulled everything, pulled all the television commercials and everything. Yeah. God damn, that sucks. Um, yeah. I, so I loved the network. I loved once we started getting into the rescuer stiff. Yeah. Which again, this is the second movie. If I had watched the first movie, I would know all this stuff and it would be fine. But I wanted to see maybe I just want to watch the first movie because I wanted to see more of that universe, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but I love that. I love with a passion that I have only for certain people. I love Bob Newhart, right? Oh, he's great in it too. He's fucking, and his character arc is really good too. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's kind of like underserved in the entire movie until the third act comes along and he just fucking swaggers with BDE. Uh huh. Yeah. He's got big dong energy. Also, um, I, I love the establishing shot, uh, the establishing uh, scene for Bianca and Bernard mm-hmm. because oh, they're yeah. mice. The, so the restaurant. First, yeah. First thing you see a human restaurant mm-hmm. and then a pea falls onto the floor and then out of a crack, a bug picks up the pea takes it in he's like pea soup yeah <laughs> and, he drops it down like a rube goldberg machine and there's yeah. a chef a bug chef cooking it pea soup in like <laughs> a fucking what's it called a thimble yeah i love that basically stuff. it's a restaurant full of roaches and mice that are fine dining that is and, something and the and the main roach his name's fucking francois yeah <laughs> i love that stuff and you that's something that you touched on this a little bit ago and i agree 100 percent when things are when like mice are using cups or little things, I love that. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you ever saw the read the littles 
or the borrowers. They were both series is very similar about like little people. I remember that live in your walls. borrowers from the TVs. Yeah. And uh, the littles, the cartoon. Oh, yeah. So they were both a book series. I read the littles, but then I watched the borrowers later. Yeah. They made a movie. But I love that stuff. I love when oh, it's yeah. like because that's what I would do. What about that kid? fairy tale about the fucking gnomes? Look that at this. Come and like fix your shoes and shit. This thumbtack. Yeah. That'd have been a fucking sword. Oh, if yeah. I was a little fucking mouse. And I, when I was a kid with that's my why the rescue rangers NES game was so badass. Yeah. Oh, that was something I was going to say was the rescue rangers gadget and her inventions. Yeah. Oh, my God. Rescue Rangers came out 89. First episode was in 1989, March 4th. Crossover. Last episode, November 19th, 1990. That was only on for a year. Yeah, well, that's how I those know. shows were back in the day. Somehow they could make like 70 quality episodes and call it one season. It feels kind of like I just watched an interview with Jack Black and they were talking about how they made uh, um, uh, School of Rock. Uh-huh. And now it was kind of like a committee came together and was like, what should this movie be? What we love you, Jack Black. What are you good at? We love Mike White. What is he good at writing? What's popular right now? Let's put all this together. And then it just happened to be this brilliant movie that rules. Yeah. And it kind of feels like this is what they were doing. They're like, all right, well, Chippendale Rescue Rangers is huge. Uh, everybody loves Crocodile Dundee. That's, Wh- that's which huge. of our properties could be yeah. a sequel. Yeah, which of our property can we throw down there so that it's maybe if you we'll look at like some- what they wound up doing for sequels is everything before that. Like not a lot of Disney movies would lend themselves to a sequel prior to 1990. You know, were they there all- even and- sequels? No. Was this the first Disney movie? Yeah. Animated films? Can- like- yeah. Yeah. Especially by Disney animation films. And then when you look at all the ones they released and you're like, boy, there was a lot of because this is like the perfect for a sequel because they're rescuers. They're kind of like like maybe the you could have done a great mouse detective, too, because he just does another case. That's what the rescuers are doing is like they're just rescuing another thing. Um, that's what I thought was kind of neat about. I I don't love that. I mean, we we did a whole fun size back in the old days about it, but. I don't love that they made all those sequels, but I do like the television series. So yeah. I love that there was an Aladdin TV series. There's a 101 Dalmatian well, ter- TV series. And they made all the, the television series are always better anyways, mm-hmm. but you, you, the VHS sequels are just cash grabs, man. Yeah. And because I, they aren't made by the same studio. They're made for next, yeah. like the animation budgets way lower. And then you just put them out there and, I tweeted once and I think this is would still be really funny is wouldn't it be funny if one day you were watching like Disney Channel and like the Little Mermaid 3 came on and right. you realized that it was uh, Moana <laughs> that like Moana was just wholesale ripped off from the third Little Mermaid movie because <laughs> nobody knows because nobody ever fucking watched that movie, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be funny. Uh, OK, it so is they- interesting on the same note that uh, Toy Story 2. Yeah. was going to be direct the video for like mm-hmm. most of its production phase yeah and until and- they were like hey you know this is really fucking good right yeah and we can the- make a lot more money if we theatrically release it yeah and then what's the um, i don't have a good enough answer but there's another one that's reverse where a movie was supposed to be directed to dv direct to video and then it was so good so they put it in theaters and it bombed har- horribly but i can't think of what that is Ooh. um but okay so then he gets kidnapped. Our boy, our little American Australian boy gets kidnapped. Yeah. And and they 
he says my dad's dead. They don't go into that. They don't ex- tell us how his dad's dead. They it's Disney. Even, there could have been a line where they could have been a line where they're like, oh, my dad, my dad's from Chicago <laughs> and my mom's from Australia and she just moved us here. Pat- so that's why she sounds like that. And I sound like this. And then the fucking little mouse is like, oh, okay. use it in your head cannon, dude. Amen. That's what head cannon is for. Um. Yeah, I guess you're right. So he gets kidnapped by George C. Scott, who is. Yeah. Uh, and then we get I to mean, the network of mice. Is he gonna? Is George? Is that he's he, he, he gonna fuck that kid or what? No. No. He's just. Uh, he's wild. I don't like him. There's wanted signs. He has no. There's wanted signs for him all over that forest, and he's driving the loudest. <laughs> biggest creepiest well, truck Ugh. you saw how little of a fuck he gave about the rangers yeah you oh, the rangers you're gonna go to rangers and i don't like his lizard buddy this is like the beginning of that i like, like joanna i liked her but I, thought, I didn't like what she was doing oh yeah yeah she's definitely a bad bitch it's like Ia- it's like iago and and fucking they all had that they all well, all the bad guys had like a a little uh, animal sidekick yeah, a dumbass animal sidekick foil that they can yeah. just well, they need somebody they can uh, use expiratory dialogue to, to explain what they're going to do to the bad to the good guys so dumb kids can get it. Yeah, the um, but so OK, so then they and at the dinner at the the dinner where um, Bianca and Bernard yeah, are having with Francois, the cockroach with Francois. Well, we find out that Bernard, he's going to propose. He's in love. And they've also, if times are the same. I just love the idea of mice rings. It's 1990 and they've been together since 1977. So it's like, get on it, buddy. It's been a long time. You and this fucking bird been fucking. See, in my head cannon, this is like a month later. Oh, my God. Do you get paid every time you say head cannon? Yes, I do. Um, by, the, by the photography people. Head cannon. <laughs> Uh, the uh, um, oh, you want to hear about way. my Herman's head cannon? Remember that sticker on uh, the on Canada's bike and uh, that said head cannon? Oh, yeah, yeah, and Nikita, his bike said cannon. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, uh, rescuers association, so they're no, well, first off, he's gonna propose and that's what he's gonna do, but at the same time, the rescuers association are they get the word and they're like, we know who to send our yeah. two best rescuers and then they're not fucking there because they're out at dinner right um and i gotta say i love ava gabor too we give a lot of credit to uh no it's ava oh it is yeah of course it is see everybody talks about jaja but ava's way better ava was uh green uh green acres oh okay yeah and she like jaja was was naked gun two and a half i have one of the first jokes I don't know nothing about Jaja Gabor. I only know her as I think Ava she was working. The guy. Ava was out there working. Ava was earning paychecks. I don't uh-huh. know what Jaja was doing. She slapped a guy. Did she slap a cop? I think so. Yeah. yeah okay. She Never mind. A, that explains her joke. And oh, there it is. Yeah. Jaja kicks ass, but Ava I like better. Um, but Ava, yeah, Ava was in was the Duchess of Aristocrats, and Ava Remember when was Jaja Gabor slap that cop. And Chip then a rules. F- fucking a fist. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I loved because I loved as a little kid Green Acres, and so 
the idea that she's in this and she's good in this is, I think, fucking awesome. I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, well, everybody like the voice cast is really good in this. George C. Scott is great. Fucking. Yeah. Here's another fun thing. Like John Candy in this role. It's amazing that like how much credit Robin Williams gets. Oh, for totally. The genie for He's being like the like, first. Oh, you hire a celebrity comedic actor to be the comic foil in your Disney cartoon. And then everybody just starts doing that. But it's like, yo, John Candy was already doing that shit as Wilbur the Albatross and fucking uh, Rescuers Down Under. And uh, like, why? <laughs> Why don't we have 10 animated movies with John Candy's voice in it? Oh, I don't know. You know, um, especially considering he was fucking great in heavy metal. Mm-hmm. That shit came out in 1980. Yeah. And he and did Camp Camp Candy, you know. That's right. Fucking Camp Candy's great. Speaking of great animated from the uh, 90s, I don't know if you saw this today. Friend of the show, Josh McClain, uh, one half of our fucking ripping theme song, Heels. Posted that uh, he bought the Beetlejuice animated series, the complete series. Showtime. So he can show it to his kids. Yeah. Did you see my comment on that? No. What did you write? Oh, just that I wouldn't be the person I am today without that show. It's great. It is literally two puns every second. Every couple days I Google to see if I can get a cheap Beetlejuice uh, toy. Because yeah. I want one of those action figures, but I don't want to spend the 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. With like where you push a button huh? and where yeah, and or unless you want to get like Adam with like the uh, uh, mouth, and I don't want that. I want like a I want one from the animated series, not one of the weird Oh, the animated ones. series. I thought uh the Kenner uh movie oh. ones. Oh, I assume the animated series ones were Kenner as well. Maybe they're not. Um, yeah, they might be like Toy Biz or something weird. Um Okay, so then they he Bernard's all ready to propose mar- marriage, and yeah. they get classic. Uh, oh yeah, com- uh, romantic comedy mix-ups where they think one thing, but it's actually another, and they go to the rescuer association thing. He thinks it has something to do with her already wanting to be married. Yeah, but- that she knows. She think he thinks she knows he's gonna propose. She thinks he knows they're going to go to Australia to uh, uh, rescue, rescue the boy. What is the time in this movie? Is this all happened in like nine hours? Something like that. Because they have to fly to Australia, which is like a full day. Even from England, it's got to take fucking forever. Yeah. But like the kid. uh, And again, did I miss this? Because I was also on the subway commuting, you know, Uh, but. Would, does his mom ever freak out? Not really. Uh, the Rangers deliver his backpack that McGlinchey threw into the oh, crocodile yes, waters. Yeah, that and guy. they're just like, well, that solves that. He's one of the worst villains we've ever had in one of these movies. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, honestly, like, he's a white American male gun nut. Like, that feels like one of the shit... Like Jafar had his shit, but Jafar's not gonna tr- fucking kill a little boy for no reason. Right? Yeah. Also, Jafar has just been taken advantage of by his capitalist fucking employer mm-hmm. for way too long. Where Jafar has been doing all the work, getting no credit. Uh, the Sultan is basically stealing 
yeah. all of his labor Jafar and reaping is, the ben- benefits of what Jafar is doing. Jafar Jaf- is making the city fucking run. He's just a Jafar is justified in his own mind because of his own his actions. Yeah. Uh, and because of his history, whereas this guy is just a fucking jackass. Yeah, he's a poacher. Yeah, there's a real poacher in Australia and killing big, kangaroos. Jackass, badass. Our boy is a badass. The way that he's like, oh, yeah, I know you're a poacher. I know what you're doing. He's like, I see through your bullshit. Yeah. Your fucking shit from go. Yeah. So. So anyways, so uh, they they finally they go on stage and he thinks they're getting married, but she's like, no, we're going to Australia. So he hasn't proposed yet. They yeah. fly to they they go meet Wilbur, who's John Candy. Yeah. And he's a bird. He's an albatross. He likes rock a, and roll music. He's loves got a it. big attitude. Yeah. Just, it's John Candy. It's great. Yeah. And he, they're like, okay, we're going to fly to Australia. Like, and he's like, fantastic. When do you want to go? And he, they're like, tonight. And he's like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> like, you guys got rocks in your stupid little mouse brains. It's snowing out. But they're like, we got to go. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And so the little thing of him on the roof and the wind and the snow and then him running with the surfing music. Uh-huh. And the way he's just going fucking nuts. It's great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like, like this isn't a great movie, but there's a lot of little short segments where you can just like take your five and you're going to be good. Plus I love yeah. the fact that I thought they were going to fly the entire way there. Mm-hmm. But instead, like their means of uh, international travel for these mice yeah. is they get on a bird and then the bird stows away onto an airplane. On an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, couldn't you? They have just like cut the bird out and got onto the airplane at the airport. I mean, I'm glad they didn't. John Candy's great. Yeah. But it is weird that the bird went there. I also no, and uh, to skip ahead to the very end. They kind of leave old uh, John Candy high and fucking dry in this movie. Literally, the oh. movie ends with Wilbur being like, hey, what's going What are those eggs? And they're fucking <laughs> alligator eggs. Yeah. It's like, go fuck your gay hey, Wilbur. Go get fucked. Uh, this is kind of fun. Uh, Joanna, the goose or what? No, not goose. Why did I say goose? Yeah. The uh, Frank Welker, the lizard. Yeah. Frank Welker. Voice of Spike. Yeah. Spike. I could hear I could hear a lot of gremlin and yeah. Joanna. Totally. That's why I made the Frank Welker connection. That's funny. So when you think of Frank Welker, you think of Spike right away. When I think of Frank Welker, I think of Tudor Shelby well, from the Snorks cartoon. More so. Oh, Snorks. You know what? Fucking underwater you know what the, Smurfs. Best pitch idea ever. Like, why don't we take the Smurfs, mm-hmm. put those motherfuckers underwater, and uh, have a hole in their head? <laughs> Do you know what the first episode of the Snorks that uh, Tudor Shelby is in? Uh-uh. It's called My Dinner with All Star. There it is. There it is. That's how we that's how we connect everything on this show. Um so that okay, so they got they they're flying in the the wheel well of the airplane and that's like literally I mean one of the five times we hear an Australian up to this point yeah. is the 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 steward or whatever you call him the well, they're getting ready to land in Sydney. Hello, we're getting and then we get some to... more good Sydney footage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the animation looks good. The The Sydney Opera yeah. House, you see it. It's a good thing that you either have an albatross uh, with mice on its back or a giant fucking golden eagle with a little boy on its back. Mm-hmm. Because 
this movie really nails the flying aspect. Yes. Just with the way it moves uh, and the animation and everything's good. So there's a really great get on a lot of drugs and watch the first 10 minutes of this. There's a really great thing where um, uh, so when Wilbur wakes up on the plane, they're like Bianca wakes up and she wakes Bernard up and she's like, wake, wake up Wilbur. And he's like, OK. And then he's just kind of like, uh, hey, buddy, wake up. And then fucking Wilbur flops over on his back and they're getting like smashed. And then he stands up and he's just like, oh, I must have slept on a bolt. <laughs> it's like that's like such a funny thing to say. Not but you good. know what you mean. Yeah. But it's such a funny way to record. Not to, as like, good as later in the movie. Yeah. Where he's sleeping <laughs> after he he ruined his he messed up his back after oh, a crash yeah. landing. And later in the movie, and no, not even the crash landing. It's when he picked up the <laughs> suitcases. He's the like, tiny, he threw out his back carrying yeah. mice luggage. But uh, later, like they drop him off with the doctor, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, but he wakes up at one point and uh, goes, oh, I feel like my head's in a vice. Yeah. And they and zoom it out. Pans out. It got me. That, that was a, I had like two LOL moments so with this movie. Once they get off the plane in uh, Sydney and they got to fly to this area they're at, um, they pass a bunch of really neat stuff. They and and it's all like actual Australian. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find the name of this rock. Uh, Uluru is that what it's called? Yeah, Uluru. Yeah. Uh, which is like a huge. It's like a big rock. It's a big ma- uh, uh, mesa out in the middle of the outback, and they show that in the cartoon. That's really cool. Um. And uh, he, when he goes to land, he's got to like radio the tower, and it's just this fucking, it's it's uh, a crocodile Dundee, but not crocodile Dundee. Yeah. And he's like, uh, "Hey, I'm gonna land," and he's like, he looks at the map. He got to flip his chessboard <laughs> to look at the mat to look at the different size of. Yeah, birds. we never get to see that bug again. Nope, bug. He must gone. have been really pissed about that bug kicking yeah. his ass in checkers. And he's like an albatross, and he's like. Hey, 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 brother, it's me, Omega. You can't, you're way too big. Right. You're too big to land here. And then it's like, well, first, why? These are birds, man. Why do you For need the a fun of it. My it's thing funny. is, how the fuck is he radioed in? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Like, and he's, wait, and he Wilbur doesn't Logan. have a radio. Is he just yelling? Is he just like, hey, hey, B- hey it's John Candy. I mean, I'm playing Wilbur. Yeah. I'm gonna land, and, and then like, Bernard hey. butts in because somehow Bernard can hear yeah, the radio Bernard's conversation on the radio too, as well. and he comes through crystal fucking clear. So, who knows yeah. with these animals? They got it all figured out. Uh, but he crash lands on the roof. They they end up like doing a new another Rube Goldberg, and the roof another like flap opens up on this metal roof, and he crash lands, and he, his arms go out. So they got to take him to this doctor, and this doctor's like fucking a Nazi Joseph Mengele type doctor. So he's doing all this crazy shit immediately to him. Um, and then what? Well, then it's pretty much uh, a couple of there's like three plots that go on at the same time. You have John Candy with the doctor yeah. getting his back fixed. And oh, it's pretty, we, we didn't it's, really touch on the main thing. The whole main thing of the movie is the reason jo- George C. Scott kidnapped uh, uh, Christopher Robin is because the big bird he, he found he found that he has a bird's feather yeah so he knows 
and he's like, well, then you know where this bird is. And the, he already the hunt, killed the dad. He's he trying killed to make the some dad. Money. Yeah. Yeah. So now he wants to kill the mom. Must not have gotten much money for the dad because yeah. uh, he still lives in a fucking shitty ass shack. That truck is big, though. How many people back home, you know, that like live their house is shit, but their yeah. truck is big, you know? So anyways, wow. now we just have pretty much three storylines going. Mm-hmm. It's John Candy of the doctors. Yep. Uh, Christopher Robin hanging out in his cage with his new animal. Friends. All the animal buddies that are also kidnapped by the. Yeah. The a koala. George C. Scott. An old crusty koala. That weird lizard with the yeah. neck Green flaps. Thing. Yeah. And then you also have pretty much Bianca, Frank and Bernard on the trail riding a assortment who's who's frank jack jake jake whatever you so confidently said it i was like oh yeah it must be frank bernard jake and bianca are basically it's riding a bunch of different animals and on their way and every time bernard keeps wanting to pop a question uh jake kind of fucks it up yeah jake jake's got a he's like uh trying to cuck uh uh oh yeah bernard um he's and I, and it seems bianca seems really flighty where you know you you know she loves bernard but well bernard I mean, just has to fucking show some backbone you know yeah. and confidence mm-hmm. like he just he needs the confidence to ask her the question that's and what i said he'll get was, it eventually i was watching on the phone i was watching this on the subway and at one point, I, be, yeah. I was seeing the way that Jake was treating Bernard. And I looked over at the woman next to me. There was a woman sitting next to me. And I, well, you know, good distance. The subways aren't yeah. packed yet. But I look over at her and I go, Bernard should stab this fucker in the neck. <laughs> and then she's like, who? With Bernard stabbing him out. Also, to be fair, Bianca is fucking hot. Oh, yeah. Real babe. She's not. She's no gadget. Yeah. But she's hot. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, like, what are some of the animals uh, Jake tames so they could ride? They're on a fucking flying squirrel. That's right. Going tree to tree. And you get some good shots of Australia. It's a good call to start off there. They're on little tiny lightning bugs. Yeah, yeah. He kicks the shit out of a snake. And they take that guy for a ride. Yeah. And uh, He's, he's just a real, he's like a wrangler. Yeah. You know? Real comfortable mouse. Yeah. Real comfortable mouse. There's a funny Rick and Morty episode where it, like Wrangler is sponsoring like the space war. <laughs> and I think that's funny. Right. Um, and, then, and then, like I said, back at uh, McGlinchey's place where he's got the kid kidnapped, he's just trying to figure out where the bird's at and the kid won't tell. And he meets all of his animal friends and they're going to try and break out. And yeah, that little green lizard is a classic example of like the he's like a jar jar. No, totally. When I, when I was a kid. Fucking I like the little green lizard as an adult. I could do a, a lot less little green with lizard. And he definitely like accidentally saves the day a couple times. Totally. Much like jar jar. This is interesting now. So I don't oh I don't know how things work. I don't know how animation works and stuff. So this film has four writing credits on it. Oh, six if you want to get technical, but they're called animation screenplay. Now, 
Is that just because it's a animated movie? They're calling it an animated screenplay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what is why doesn't it just know. say screenplay? But what's interesting is uh, one of the major writers on this is Joe Ranft, who wrote uh, Toy Story. So, like, he wrote Toy Story, he wrote The Lion King, he wrote Beauty and the Beast, he wrote Oliver and Company. So he's he wrote like the same. This was written by the same team that made the hits. Yeah. So it's not like like they just farmed it out or something. No, no. Like I've said, man, this is definitely like the marriage between like this. This movie has quite a bit of like '80s animation feel to it, Mm -hmm. especially that runtime. Yeah, that seventy-seven minute runtime—that's like chipmunks. Totally, you know. And Care Bears too, the new generation. You know. Yeah. Like all—all all of our movies back in the day were meant to run that long because, number one, they didn't start making good kids movies for adults basically until Toy Story. Yeah, Pixar is you know? what, because like even like Aladdin, which is good, but it wasn't. I guess maybe. Uh, some of that genie stuff was meant to keep parents going. Oh, 100%. By those Disney movies, they're meant to keep parents around. That's why, like, Beauty and the Beast and everything has that great music. Like, you can at least enjoy that, Yeah. you know, until you're forced to buy the DVD and your kid listens to that exclusively for two years. Oh, buddy, I just found out some really interesting news. What? Lay it on me. Um... Jo- uh, uh, Francois Franco, the cockroach. Francois, the cro- cockroach that you love so much. Guess who that is? Aladdin. Ed Gilbert, who did the voice of Baloo on Tailspin. Oh, that's really fun, man. He did a lot of shit too, but he's still going, man. Good. Oh, Good he's for dead. Ed. He's dead. Oh. He died in 1999. Oh, that's but he did a ton of stuff. Bill prior. Murray's our only surviving Baloo. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, from that one thing. Um, the Jungle Book? <laughs> yeah, that's that one thing I was talking about. Uh, boy, he really got it going, though. Yeah, so basically. Sorry, I got sidetracked by myself. Oh, it's all right. Yeah, so go ahead. Basically, you have antics at uh, the poacher's house. That ultimately is uh, a MacGuffin yeah. because nothing happens and the poacher lets the boy go. Well, he's trying to figure out the way he wants the bird. Yeah. How, all the all the boy cares about is the bird. So he decides he tells him Yeah, because McGlinchey comes up to Cody and he's like, Okay, Don't you so know you fucking about for- the bird. Well, everybody's heard that the bird of the wire. You forget Jake's name, but you pull McLeachy right out like it's like we've been calling him that the whole time. Yeah. Buddy, the way your brain works, man, what that pot did to you for the last 30 years is hilarious. Uh yeah. So then he's gotta follow him, and then uh uh he leads them to the eggs. Yeah, like a fucking idiot. Dumb, dumb kid. kid for being a badass who does crazy like tom cruise stunts on the side of these like ledges <laughs> he is he, a badass but he's, he's a dumbass. like yeah. tom cruise who believes in scientology is also stupid yeah maybe there's something you got maybe you have to be kind of stupid to hang off rock walls like that you know actually you do yeah that's interesting wow uh-huh. learned something um 
the so the so yeah so he leads him there and then uh our, our bad boy uh mcleachy he takes like a he has like a it's not even a net it's more like a canvas a bag. missile yeah it's a fucking missile net it's it's a missile and a net it's this guy is absolutely excessive Ursula. and uh totally fucking like perfect it works if he would have like if he like how what you can't argue with the results what's his comeuppance in this does he die oh yeah how's he in he's going the the crocodiles uh no he avoids the crocodiles and gets a wide uh shot oh that's right falling far to his death that's right in a waterfall you can't do crocodiles in disney it must have been unless you imply it like in uh hook or not hook but peter pan it must have been really hard for uh everybody back in the u.s who had voted him as their senator uh, cause there's no way this guy, this guy would be a fucking rock star in the United States. You know? Oh my I mean? God. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be like John McCain's buddy. Joe Biden would be like, he, I don't agree with him on everything, but he's my friend. Okay. <laughs> hey, Jack, he's my friend. McClinchy talking about not wearing masks. Oh yeah. McClinchy talking about fucking Fachi, Mifachi. Uh, but yeah, so so he leads them to the bird and they're there that at this point, Bernard and Bianca have finally all. caught up there. They're all in the back of the truck, and he's bomping around like well, Bernard. He got left behind. Oh yeah, Bernard by got accident. Left. Which, no, it's because he didn't believe in Jesus. <laughs> which is there's a good scene where everybody's worried, and Bianca's like, "No, you y'all got to calm down. Bernard's out there. He's gonna rescue us." And then Jake, that little fucker, goes to his side. He's like, "Good, good fib there, Bianca. Good yeah. luck." Good and Bianca's day. like, nah, fuck you, Bernard. You shut your damn hole. Bernard's the shit. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll let you pound me. Yeah. All you put it in me, huh? Yeah. Well, they're mice. They fuck. Oh, you all you fuck around with my butt and stuff. But that's my man. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. And he, uh, proved, he, he saves the fucking day. Yeah. Um, so basically, McGlinchey is going to fucking drop. Everything's going down. He's going to drop the boy into the gators. Mm-hmm. Because that's where the police think he died, anyways. Yeah, and fucking Bernard finally catches up, has a showdown with Joanne, mm-hmm. and there's a really good uh, lo- like 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 I said, Joanne is their Looney Tune vessel. Totally, there's a lot of good physical fucking comedy, and there's a and scene I don't dislike where Joanne her. and Bernard make eye contact, mm-hmm. and just that frame was and pretty good Joanne's- and fun. When Joanne's when is it Bernard bites Joanne's tail? Yeah, that that looks like it hurts. Yeah, um, and I don't dislike Joanne. I just feel like that in some scenes they play the the jokes or the 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 slapsticks a little too much for me. Sometimes. Yeah, well, definitely the Looney totally. Tunes. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, anyways, Joanne's racing Bernard. And Bernard's like, "Well, this is it," and he runs up McGlinchey's back. Joanne tackles him. He gets all flustered and falls into the waters instead. Mm-hmm. And then the alligator, the crocodiles come for them. And uh, by the time he realizes what's going on, yep, he off falls the cliff. off the edge. It's great. I it's think good. we got it all. And then John Candy's left to take care of the birds while everybody else is running around having fun. Yeah, they go back and uh, 
uh, Bianca. See, Bernard wants to live in this small town, so he takes Bianca with her. And it's crazy because, you know, she loves the lights and the city and Green Acres. Yeah. And then the bird eats them all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then one bird eats them all. No, then just like a weird new bug comes around. A new uh, mouse virus comes around and they all die. And then you just see it on the street when you're walking. Sometimes you're like, oh, fuck, is that a dead mouse? Yeah. Yeah. I know I want to do a John Candy month now. Yeah, that would be good. Well, fuck it, buddy. The first episode of June. Let's do it. John Candy month. Yeah. What month is it? June? June Candy month. June Candy. <laughs> fuck it. I don't give a shit, man. This is the first episode of. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a John Candy movie. We can just ride this fucker out. Yeah. Congratulations. It's the first episode. This is the first episode of June Candy month. June Candy. Hell yeah. Well, got to do un- got to do Uncle Buck. Got to do Great Outdoors. Yeah. Got to do planes, trains, and automobiles. Jesus Christ! There's only fucking how many how many Mondays are in this month? Probably a five, four or, or five. I know it's a four. The seventh, the fourteenth, the twenty-first, and the twenty-eighth. I'm saying you got to do those three. So, so we really, really fucked up by doing this one. <laughs> Probably should have just started with the uh, Great Outdoors. Maybe well, great we outdoor- could save it for like October or something. You know, a lot of candy. Save it. Month. Then what are we gonna do? Oh, you mean like do like July, <gasps> Halloween, October, yeah. John Candy Month for Halloween. Doy. All right, guys. Obviously, it's not John Candy Month yet. <laughs> We're still a few months away from John Candy. Uh-huh. Because uh, that way we can work in cool runnings. Sled God. Ava Gabor Month. <laughs> okay, that's Some people say they know they can't believe. Jamaica, we got a bobsled team. We um, got the one, the Reese, and the one, Junior. Fastest of the fastest of Jamaica's printers. Go to Olympics, fight for Jamaica. We we've done cool runnings, right? Hell no. Best. Don't I don't I have you singing on some episode? I have nope. you singing that, Mm-mm. and I put the music behind it. Tell me what you see. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take nothing off of nobody. Once again, Junior. That was an edgy Disney movie too. It says ass a couple times in it. There's a lot going on. Leon just got done hornying up Madonna videos. Yeah. And and that is the rescuers down under. The rescuers down under. I gotta say, not too bad. So I think we'll keep this. Yeah, we'll we'll use this. This will be the episode. Well, buddy, that's the show. That is the show. I like to do plugs at the end of the show. And when I do plugs, I like to say Reamcore. That's R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E on all of the things. You can check me out there. Uh, also, Patrick has stuff to plug. I do. You can follow me at Patrick Casey. It's at P-A-T-R-I-S-K-H-S-I-E, PatrickCasey.com for all upcoming shows and dates. Uh, get on the Patreon. Give us a dollar. Give us $2. Oh. Give us $5. Oh, yeah. Uh, look forward to John Candy Month in October. Uh, tell your friends, be cool, never die. And as always, remember, if you're not an NFR, you're an MFR. So get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.